Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. <laughs> that was that was a deep exhale. I'm ready. I'm oh, ready to talk man. weirdness. Are you ready to do weirdness? Are you I, ready for the weirdness? I, I think I'm ready for How the weirdness. Can, can you ever truly be ready for the weirdness? No, I thought. <laughs> you thought you were ready? I thought I was ready for the weirdness of these movies. I, I, yeah. I was most no. assuredly not. No. How does, uh, there are actually some comparisons we can make to like tape heads and Repo Man. How do you feel about Repo Man now that you've seen tape heads? Yeah, you know, Repo Man wasn't bad. I don't think I yeah. bumped on that movie. No, no, no. You were just like, I don't know that I totally get it. I didn't get it, yeah. but it was a quirky little movie. I didn't get how the critics thought, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, oh, okay. and was dissing something else. Mm -hmm. So, and now, like, I'm looking at tape heads. Like, for me, it could be either, like, the critics are going to love this thing. It's 100%, mm -hmm. and the critics are like, this was a genre-defining mm -hmm. archetypal movie. Yeah, no. Or it could just be not. And see, I can't see the difference. Right. You know, it's it's sort of like mm -hmm. Cheetos. The imitation brand and the Cheetos brand kind of taste the same to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I just... So that was my only thing with that. Tape beds is, yeah, 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 it's good. It's all good. Um, so this time around, first of all, welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. We just got right into it. How we, are we, we doing? Did. We just jumped right in. Um, I've got with me Pat. Hey. How you doing, Pat? Dude. Well, yeah. for not having seen Infinity War, keeping oh, the children quiet, man. keeping the John quiet... Keeping our co-worker quiet. There was a hashtag going around Twitter ever since it came out, and it was hashtag Thanos demands your silence. Like, trying to get people to keep from saying yeah. anything to anybody yeah. else. Because there's mm -hmm. some big stuff that happens. There's the there's the thing with the, with the stuff guy in the and place. the guy see, in the place with the see, thing. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. that other thing happens. That thing with the guy at the oh, place. Oh, man. Yeah. Stuff. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just. I, the only thing I will say while we're here on the air is, I took my uh, took my sister and took my brother. Uh, not my brother. Took my sister and took my son to go see it in the theater on Sunday. So it had been out for a few days. We watched through the entire movie, and I, I won't say it here because I will do that when we record something else. I had a whole bunch of predictions, and all nearly all my predictions came true. So I think I probably should just start writing Marvel movies now. I think um, you should. But. The movie ended, screen goes black, credits start rolling. After the credits scene. And they both, ready? there's one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and both my sister and John turn to me and they just look at me and they just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that. Um, all right. Well, this time around, we are going to talk. Right, we're, not we're, gonna, we're not We're not going to talk about that. Um. We are going to talk about, oh, I'm just realizing that I actually wrote down the wrong Rotten Tomatoes score for tape heads. So oh, okay. I'll, I'll fix that while we're going here. Yeah. I'll do that on the fly. Build, um, the, build the plane in flight. Yeah. 
But uh, so yeah, so this time we're gonna be talking Return of the Killer Tomatoes and Tape Heads. This is the the finale of our month of weirdness. The Let's yeah, Get Weird. Let's month. Let's Get Weird. It was a weird month. It was a weird month. We had the uh, Last Temptation of Christ. That wasn't weird. It mm-hmm. was the weird. There was the pairing. Well, the pairing the was idea weird. was that right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it's a bit of a bit of an odd movie. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. It's got some got some weirdness in there, and um, we had the. Uh, I'm blanking out on what the other movie was. It was the one with Jeremy Irons. Title. Titles. Uh, Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, had that, that one was a bit weird. Oh, crap. A little different. <laughs> not your favorite movie ever. I, I didn't quite no. care You're for You're not going to go back and rewatch? It's not going to be like an annual thing no. that you go back and rewatch no, that movie? It will, of, no, it of, of the things that I do annually, mm-hmm. that will not be one of them. Okay, all right. I, w- I was actually going to get you a uh, like a bottle opener. Uh, that is shaped like some of the tools that he had made in that. Maybe get that for you for Christmas. Or yeah, yeah. Would that be Would that be acceptable? No, 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 okay. not so All much. Right. I just yeah, <laughs> not. Uh huh. Yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff so is not my bag, baby. No, that's not your bag. Um, so this time we're going to be talking tape heads and Return of the Killer Tomatoes to finish out our month of weirdness. Um, in the meantime, let me just very, very quickly tell you that we do spoil the movies that we talk about. So if you have not seen these movies and you want to go see them, I don't know why you would, but um, if you do, we're going to spoil them. So just be aware of that as we get going here. And if you have not yet, uh, please feel free to subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or any of the other podcast uh, services that you might use. We are pretty much everywhere. We're on Stitcher and Satchel and Google Play and iTunes and all those places. Um, but if you want to just hit us up on our website, it's 30podcast.com. You can go there and that has all the different ways of getting in touch with us and all of our episodes up to this point. This is episode number 183. We are marching on ahead. Number 183. We're going to get to 200 before we even know it. So I kind of got to get, get, my, get my button gear here and figure 17 out. 17 more episodes. Yeah, and kind of figure out what we're going to do with that. We'll, I'll have a plan. I'll figure something out. Yeah. Build the plane in flight, like you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this time, just Pat and I this time. So I think we're just going to jump right in. Get going Let's with the weirdness. Jump right in. So, Dude, all right. So our first one... Um, <laughs> uh, let's just do it. Just, yeah. the, the first one, what? <laughs> first one is uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Return, they're back. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie came out on April 22nd, 1988. was rated PG with a runtime of one hour and 38 minutes. Uh, how was that runtime for you? It's not a very long movie, but how'd you feel about it? Uh, John, I'm going to be honest with this one. This was a struggle to watch. But, I mean, you can do your introduction before. Yeah. You can do your introduction before I unplug everything. Oh, that's all right. Actually, a plug just came out. Oh, Are well, we still all plugged in? Yeah, we're good. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, this this was kind of a weird one. It mm-hmm. it I couldn't get into it. Yeah. It was. It was How tough. long did it take you to watch it? Did you have to like do it in several sittings? I did. Okay. And then I tried to like, I, and I, I this sounds really cold, but it's mm-hmm. it's like. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I, I don't have no, I don't have the hour and a half to devote to that. I really yeah. don't. Okay, I'll put it on while I'm doing dishes and just kind of like watch, right. you know, because we can crank our TV from where oh, it yeah. sits in the yeah, living room. Yeah. And I, like most movies, I can get the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, not so much this oh, one. I don't know that there's a gist to this one. There was a big <laughs> gist. They I mean, were, there's, you know. You know, there were funny scenes. Yeah. There was a, there was a he, he did a callback to a movie that I'd seen recently. There was something... I, I wish I would have remembered the line. I should have written it down. Like he 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 uh, quoted a movie or he did something from an '80s movie that was like, "Oh, dude, that's one of the movies we've reviewed," and they were kind of doing oh. a, like a callback to that. Mm-hmm. 
So that was kind of funny, but it was, it was um, the whole thing I find rather confusing. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll talk more about that as we get on. Yeah, we should. It. I yeah. shouldn't have preempted with uh, No, 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 no. So uh, director was John DeBello, and he also did the other movies in the Killer Tomato series. Uh, producer was J. Stephen Peace, who did also produce the Killer Tomato series. Um, we're going to find that most of the people that worked on this movie, this is pretty much what they worked on. This is on. what they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the um, The writer for this one, writers for this one, there were four writers. Mm-hmm. So however you feel about the story, keep in mind four people wrote that story. Yeah. I'm not sure how it took four people. Never mind. Um, Stephen Andrich was one of the writers. He, But not a writer, typically. Typically, he is a camera operator. And he was a camera operator for Jerry Maguire and The Waterboy. John DeBello, who directed it, was also a writer. He did the Killer Tomato series and a movie called Black Dawn. Uh, Costa Dillon did the, tomato, uh, the Killer Tomato series and Happy Hour. Uh, J. Stephen Peace did a Killer Tomato series and Happy Hour. Cinematography was done by two different people. Victor Liu did Dead Girls Don't Tango and To Hell With Love. And Stephen Welch uh, was on the camera crew for Pumpkinhead and Minority Report. Music was also done by two people. Neil Fox did Happy Hour and the Kill- Killer Tomato Strike Back. And Rick Patterson did the TV series Airwolf, uh, Killer Tomato Strike Back, and Killer Tomatoes Eat France. I'm a fan of Airwolf. Uh, yeah, Airwolf is good stuff. Should we just talk about Airwolf? We could. Would you rather talk about Airwolf? Then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is all about Airwolf. Build the plane in flight is that's, what we're saying. That's right. If we need to change up what we're talking about, we can build the plane in flight. We can. Um, budgets? Uh, no idea. Box office? Not a clue. Yeah. Couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. No idea. Probably who cares. <laughs> what movie theaters did it come out at? Like, I have I just, no idea. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't find couldn't find that information. Was it did it get released to theaters? Or did, be- was it like I one of these that so. someone had the tape? Hey dude, you gotta check no, this out. No, I, I mean I think it was in some theaters. I mean probably very late at night. Yeah. I mean this is this is like one of the and we'll talk about that as we get going, but this is like one of those movies that you expect to see years from now on Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so starring Anthony Stark, uh, no relation to Tony Stark, mm-hmm. although, I mean, kind of, that could be his nickname, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, who was Chad Finletter. He was in License to Kill and Repossessed. George Clooney was Matt Stevens. He was in The Facts of Life, Roseanne, and ER, E slash R, which was from the 80s, not ER, the hospital show, even though this is also a hospital show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen M. Waldron played Tara Boomde. Uh, who was from Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death and Space Cowboys. Yep. Steve Lundquist played Igor. He was in the Killer Tomato series and Earth Girls Are Easy. John Aston played Professor Gangrene. He was the Adams Family and Night Court. Uh, J. Stephen Peace was Wilbur Finletter. He was in the Killer Tomato series and Happy Hour. And Michael Villani played Bob Downs. He was in Man on the Moon and Bruce Almighty. Uh, the critics for this one, I went and looked at the top critics. I, somehow I wrote down the wrong number here. Um, but the critics on this one on Rotten Tomatoes give it a 60%. If you go to the top critics, then that um, that's people like Roger Ebert and like the bigger name folks like that. Um, they give it a 20%. So not not very big scores. Uh, and, well, uh, 60 though. Uh, 60 for, yeah, for... Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Actually, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Okay. I'm looking at the, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm looking at tape heads. Okay. 
this one, critical reception, 0%. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. Do you feel better about that? Pardon me? Do you feel better about that? I do, because yeah. I was like 60. I had, the, I had the window open, and I was like, I was like, wait a minute, that seems a lot higher. Why would I write down 0%? Okay. And like suddenly it's 60 okay. and 20, yeah. and, I, yeah. and I was like, oh, wait a minute, tape heads. Okay, Never we're, mind. we're back, and tape we've heads. got the princess. We're back, yes. Princess was in another castle. Um... Yeah, zero percent critical perception, uh, perception and reception, right? Whichever way, right? And uh, audience rating is a forty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, awards none, ironically enough. Ten years ago, a motion picture became the most notorious cult movie of all time. Predictably, the French called it a masterpiece. The name of this legend of cinema: The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It was so stupid, so cheap, such a piece of steaming dog flop. You think it would have attracted horse flies? Never an audience. Now, get ready to sit on your intelligence once again. They made the sequel, The Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Guess what? It's a lot better. It had to be. As you remember, ten years ago, mankind was threatened with the greatest red menace of all. Angry, merciless, killer tomatoes. We were only saved thanks to the heroism of a brave handful of untalented actors. Are you Rob Lowe? No, they're back. This time, we shall not fail. <laughs> a mad scientist. My tomatoes can be made to resemble anyone. Together with a yuppie pervert, turn embittered mean-spirited tomatoes into an army of psychotic neo-Nazi plant life. And let's not forget the stunning hell-spawn creation who just might put out for the entire planet. Do you want to make love? Yeah, I want. I also cook 815 international dishes and use all the popular home appliances. You'll see atrocities beyond belief. Your feet. Do the words fat cow mean anything to you? You'll see how producers extracted special favors from certain well-endowed performers. It's got more laughs than out of Africa. It's gayer than Kiss of the Spider Woman. Hello? The girl of my dreams is a vegetable. See? You wouldn't believe what she can do with six milk bottles and a tuning fork. <laughs> the return of the killer tomatoes. It's definitely a learning experience. Uh, and this movie is set about 10 years after the events of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, in which you had uh, tomatoes who, oddly enough, attacked and killed people. Oh. That's probably all you need to know about the first movie. Uh, and then they discovered that, uh, at the end of that first movie, they discovered that certain types of music would cause the tomatoes to explode. So, they used. Um, which is funny then when you think about, uh, have you ever seen the movie Mars Attacks? Yeah. That kind of calls back to the Killer Tomatoes thing, because they end up using music to um, explode the heads of the Martians. Okay. They use like a yodeling song that they play on loudspeakers. Okay. It causes the Martians' heads to explode, so. Right, a little sure, bit of a, sure. A little bit of a callback there to this yeah. one. Um, yeah, so this one takes place ten years after the events of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which they refer to as the Great Tomato War in this movie. Yeah. And uh, tomatoes have kind of been banned, and you have a few scenes here and there where people are trying to, like, smuggle tomatoes in, and mm -hmm. um, you have the pizza place who doesn't use any tomato products at all. They have all kinds of weird ingredients for their pizzas and, and whatnot. And um, 
you get the sense that uh, the Professor Gang Green, his assistant Igor, <clears throat> they are trying to find a way to take tomatoes and make the tomatoes into humans. So you get like the overgrown muscular tomato soldier guys. Um, and then you get the girl who is also happens to be a tomato as well. And uh, they're using music to try to get the tomatoes to transform into yeah. people. And then different types of music will then transform them back into tomatoes. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that's probably the gist of the movie. It's more than I gleaned from <laughs> watching it over the last couple of days. Um, there are a couple of different times in the movie where you have like, the movie stops. And they're like, yeah, we, we can't film anymore. We ran out of money. And uh, they're like, well, what if we start doing like product placement? And so then you kind of get the parody of, of them being like, Pepsi, it's the choice of a new generation. And like they start holding up different product stuff and people are like all of a sudden there's, you know, they're touting Clorox bleach and mm -hmm. all kinds of other crazy stuff. And so a, a couple little jabs here and there at like movie product placement and the Screen Actors Guild they make fun yeah, of at one yeah, point. Yeah. And, um, so probably a little little jab at the, the Hollywood movie making since this definitely is not one of your big budget uh, no. studio pictures. Yep. So, um, I'm sure they had made fun. I'm sure they made fun. I'm sure they had fun making this, is what I'm trying I, to say. Yeah, I'm sure. And I watched it closely, too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what happens if this is just big satire? Mm -hmm. Like, if they're, if they're sad. Or, and I found mm -hmm. little hints of that, but I, I wasn't hit with, oh, my gosh, this is ingenious. This yeah. is totally like... I kind of feel like this is like if we had taken it for, for those, you know, listening, if you, we probably talked about this before, but we, uh, one of our teachers here had a student teacher at one point, so he was not teaching his class, mm -hmm. and we made a movie trailer, the different yeah. teachers made a movie trailer for an action movie called The Band Director, right. in which you play kind of a, would you say like a cross between a James Bond and a Steven Seagal? Yeah, yeah well, it was yeah. kind of like, uh, <clears throat> Jason came up with the idea, and mm -hmm. it was supposed to be Die Hard. Right. It was supposed right. to be the Die Hard with the band director going, yeah. yeah. And it was fun. I think that too. It just seems like a like bunch of guys get together with a camera and fun. Yeah. But I just I also have to say that, and maybe that's because Dennis would be working on it. But mm -hmm. I just think there would be more cohesion in the story <laughs> we told. Like I just I got kind of turned around in the story. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it lacked a plot. Okay. I mean, I can deal with guy comes up with crazy, you know, like tomatoes attacking people. You know, like yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. It just, I don't know, I, I got lost in what what in God's name is going on in this thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a special kind of movie. It is. And one of the reasons I think I included this on our list was because... It's weird. My, well, it's weird. And my dad liked these movies. Yeah. Like, he, he loved, like... B-movies. Sometimes the weirder the better. Mm -hmm. Like, he loved... Have you ever seen Plan 9 from Outer Space? That old movie that's supposed to be like the worst movie ever made. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, he, he loved that one. And yeah. I remember watching that one with him. I remember watching the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. But he loved kind of like these B-movie horror type things. He loved The Blob. He loved um, Piranha. You know, all those different. Kind of like what the, the equivalent now would be like the Sharknado and the, okay. you know, those type of movies. Anaconda back in the 90s right. and, a, you know, crazy movies like that. Kind of the stuff that we just said a little bit earlier. Kind of the stuff you'd expect to see on Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. At some point. And I kind of feel like, and he liked a lot of those older B-movies that were like the, you know, the, the Vincent Price is in the movie based on an Edgar Allan Poe story. And, you know, it's, it's not a big, huge studio production from that time period, but it probably got shown late at night in movie theaters, and mm -hmm. um, 
you know, so I, he, he used to really like a lot of those movies and some of the, like, quirkier stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, even like the, I don't know if you consider it like a B-movie version of, like, samurai films. He was always a big fan of the blind, the Zatoichi, the blind right. swordsman right. Know, movies. And so I think because he liked that stuff, I remember watching these as a kid. I don't know if I remember watching Return of the Killer Tomatoes, but I remember the killer Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. The first one from the 70s, I think it was 1978. Was the first one. I remember watching that one with him. And as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. Right. Like, as a kid, <laughs> Killer Tomatoes, that's awesome. Yeah. And then at the time, uh, I think it was 1990, maybe, a couple years after this, they had a cartoon that was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I think I remember that yeah. cartoon. And I remember watching that. But I think Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was based off of this movie. Yeah. Because you had, like, tomato men with machine guns. And yeah. it was almost like a cross between G.I. Joe and Killer Tomatoes. Well, yeah. And, I mean, it's like the premise of it you can do. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you make the tomato, you personify them somehow. Mm-hmm. You make them more creatures and then, you know, then it's no different than Gremlins or Ewoks or right. Tribbles or whatever. And so I think it would, would be good. And maybe I just need to get in the mood and, and all that. But I, I completely agree with you that I, I think I would see it on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I would expect this stuff to go mm-hmm. up. And I think that's what would make... Having never watched a lot of those B-movies, Yeah. I think that's what would make it kind of palatable. Yeah. Or that was what would make it enjoyable, is just the comments and the the, the, the whole thing that, they, that the Mystery Science Theater writers put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, now the samurai stuff. I mean, I'm kind of into the martial arts, so you know that would those can be mm-hmm. pretty bad. Some of those, some of those movies, but it's still like okay, there's still sword fighting. Yeah. Okay, there's still martial arts happening. You know, and and that's kind of fun too. That that would still draw me in. You know that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Now, are you are you a fan of? Do you tend to watch any of like these B movie type things? I mean that because you watch Mystery Science Theater, and you watch that. Yes, but... only if it's through Mystery Science Theater. Okay. Will I watch those? Like before that, I never really, I never really would happen into the B movies. Mm-hmm. I mean any of those, and so. But I love Mystery Science Theater. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. going to college. I remember watching that anytime it was on. Yeah. That dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can still hear that in my head and get excited because oh, that's coming on, and you know. Um, when they redid them and Netflix picked it up and they launched another yeah. 10 episodes, I was so excited for that. Yeah. That was two years ago? I think so. At least a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was so excited for that. But it was, it was, a, it was like a cult phenomenon that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be it for the B-movies. I remember seeing The Blob. I think yeah. I was at a drive-in and it was like a double feature or something like okay. that. And so I, 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 I saw The Blob there and yeah, that that kind of stuff. It just doesn't. It it's like horror movies. You know, mm-hmm. you can have real low budget horror movies. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't do it for me. Well, exactly. and I think that's kind of the thing too. Is that and you're not a big fan of horror, right? At all. And one of the things about B movies and movies like this is that, and that's kind of what I think this one is making fun of. Is I think this one's a B movie, and maybe not even a B movie. Um, a C movie or a yeah I, I, yeah. There's other phrases like C movies that are supposed to be like worse than B movies, and if it's just a really crappy movie with like no redeeming qualities, then it's a Z movie. It's like bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, you're not even trying. And um, I think this is definitely trying to make fun of some of those B movies, mm-hmm. and especially I think coming at the end of the '80s, you had a bunch of '80s B movie horror, and I think that horror is probably a Horror is probably where most B-movies come from. It's like the horror, the sci-fi, 
That you, seems to be those, yeah. Yeah, because you've got the, I mean, think about when we were kids, you go to the video store and there's all those like horror movies and sci-fi movies that you've never heard of before. Right. Like, I don't know if you ever did that. I would always, you know, I knew I couldn't watch them, but I would always like walk through at Blockbuster or whatever video store. I'd always walk through the horror section. Yeah. And be like, oh man, that looks cool. They'll never let me see that. Yeah. That one looks cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's gross. Look at that one. And it, yeah. And I remember just a ton of horror movies, but you'd never heard of them before. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's, especially in the 80s, 70s and 80s maybe, like that's where most of your B-movies are, is your horror and your sci-fi. Yeah. You know, you end up with stuff like Invaders from Mars. I think you'd consider a B-movie, <clears throat> the one that we did a couple years ago. Right. Um, you know, you've got, uh, I know some people, I just saw on a couple of different lists, like some people consider like the Poseidon Adventure would be like a B-movie. Um, you know, some people have listed... American Ninja, uh, I think a lot of canon films that yeah. we've talked about, like those sure. of BB movies. Sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of that like horror, sci-fi, I'm thinking of like, oh, what were some of the other ones? Like um, They Live, the one that we're going to do later this year. Okay. That's definitely a B movie. Um, you had some other ones like uh, Bad Taste, The Toxic Avenger, um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Stuff. Um Night of the Comet, like just all these other like yeah. horror movies that they were in a theater somewhere at some point in time. Yeah, but, you know. I know. Yeah, I, I get that. No, that definitely seems to be the genre that yeah. they go for. Um, and again, and, and at one point, I know older, like go even further back, westerns probably would have been like the B movies because yeah. you've got a ton of westerns that sure. were sure a little bit lower quality. They they weren't the John Wayne, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Clint, Clint Eastwood westerns and and again if. I mean, if, if you're if you're a fan of that genre, you'll watch it. Like Dennis mm -hmm. likes horror movies, and he talks about how he will watch right. horror movies of any you know mm -hmm. stripe and color and all that kind of thing. Um, I again, my only in with a lot of these B movies is Mr. Science Theater three thousand. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where you know watching this now. If I was watching this, uh, um. If I was watching this with friends, like if we got together and watched it, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot better because mm -hmm. I'm sure like comments mm -hmm. could have been flying out and it's a bit like know. it's a bit like the room. Yeah, I think maybe you need to watch it with yeah. with people. I well right and it, and again well there's the room. I mean that's mm -hmm. definitely B movie. Oh yeah. I mean it's just so painful. It's funny. Mm -hmm. This. This one was just painful. <laughs> well, I think so. And I didn't find myself going, "Oh my gosh, oh my god, that's ridiculous." Mm -hmm. yeah. It it and maybe and that's what I'm trying. I can't figure out. Was it just too random? What could be? You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that I think I had enough exposure to watching the original. Oh yeah. With my dad and having those memories, and then having watched the cartoon in the early early nineties as a kid. Right. I think that I can at least come to this one and be like, oh, yeah, it's the it's the uh, Killer Tomatoes. Right. That's right. funny because they're Killer Tomatoes. That's funny. They, they changed into people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's more of a, a little bit less of a, it, it's not hilarious, but there's maybe a little bit of a charm to it because I've seen it before and right. I've had exposure to it. And otherwise, I think if I was just watching this movie... I don't know that like Jeff has ever seen this movie, and yeah. I don't know if Dennis has seen this movie or not, but I bet if you were to introduce this to someone who had never seen it before, they'd probably just be like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah, you got to go back and watch the first one. Or what? I can, oh, now that you're talking about it, I can remember the cartoon. Yeah. And I probably had, I probably had friends 
Mm-hmm. Probably not, but maybe I had friends yeah. that also told me like, oh yeah, well there was this movie and the movie was this or that or the mm-hmm. other thing, and and um, you know the cartoons just kind of follow in line with that. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a quirky little movie. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have a... I know we're kind of like off on a tangent. We're not really talking about the Killer Tomatoes movie. But no. I don't know that there's too much more we can say. Well, no. I don't... I mean... Yeah, it's just... It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. If your girlfriend turned out to be a tomato, would it freak you out? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it probably would probably <laughs> put me back a couple of pegs. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, what about parody movies? Like, do you have a favorite parody movie? When we think about movies like... Um, Spaceballs, and yeah. most recently they've done like the scary movie movies, and well, I, I guess anything Mel Brooks does. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. Blazing Saddles, he, Spaceballs. Oh my yeah. gosh, anything he does is is high art, you know. Um, so I, I guess that okay. would probably yeah that that would top the list. Okay. Um, and I hate to keep saying Mystery Science Theater three thousand. No, but yeah. I mean you know they don't really do parody movies, but they make they. We're all thinking it, they're saying it mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think that would be... You know, the other one I really like is Last Action Hero. I don't know if that counts as a parody movie. But, okay. you know, I, I kind of like... I, I kind of like what they do. That's, that's stretching out a little bit. That's mm-hmm. not quite parody. So... And, and did this movie... N- think of itself as a parody movie? See, I don't know. See, and that's, I don't think it knew it either. I think maybe. I think maybe it was trying to be, I think it was trying to be a parody of B-movies. Okay. Because you have, and I I can't find any interviews or anything like that with any of the people that made this movie, so I'm just, I'm going off my own speculation here, but you have... I think the 70s and the 80s were a time when you had, you almost had a point where, and I was going to mention this when we talk about tape heads too, so this one kind of transitions over a little bit, but um, you almost had a point in the 80s where the big studio movies, where they were trying to like manufacture their own B movies and their own like cult classics. And that was something that, as I read a couple of different things and, and saw, read and heard people talking about tape heads in particular, they were like, well, the 80s was really a time, like late 70s, starting on into the 80s, was a time where the studios were like, hey, you know what? The kids, the kids like the cult movies. Let's make cult movies. Yeah. Well, I don't know that you can really make a cult movie no, and have it be... it's kind of happen. It's supposed to happen. And so I'm almost wondering if coming at the end of the 80s, if, this killer, if the Killer Tomatoes people were like, hey... We made the first one. We made the first one as a B movie. Like we, we maybe had intentions of it being a B movie, and now that we're coming here at the end of the '80s and we've seen actual Hollywood big budget studios being like, "Hey, let's make our own B movies. Let's make our own cult classics." Maybe they're looking at that and they're going, "Yeah, that's that's not how that works. Yeah, like you can't do it that way." I'm wondering. The only reason I wonder that is because you get that point where they stop the movie and they're like, "Yeah, we've run out of money." We got to do product placement. Yeah. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. You know, if you talk, we got to pay. If everybody talks, you know, nobody talk. Okay. And then everybody talks. Says, ah, man, I got to yeah. pay everybody your four hundred dollars. And I, yeah. So I almost think that having the stuff like that in the movie is is poking a little bit at big budget Hollywood 
yeah. stuff. And I, and I don't know if that was their intention for the entire movie to be that way, but... <laughs> Well, that's and that's what I it's, go back. to me. It's either that or it's just a bunch of guys that got a camera and had fun. I yeah, and and that's where it's just like I don't know what because then they should have if that's what they were trying to do, you know, pull fun. We shouldn't be sitting here trying to figure it out. It mm-hmm. should be clear as the nose on my face, right? That you know what they were trying to do, right? So, yeah, I I don't know. This one was confusing on many different <laughs> levels. Yeah. Um. I kind of was. The, I had looked into a little bit of the. Um, there's a famous trio, and a lot of times it gets abbreviated Z-A-Z, uh, Zucker, Abrahams, and Zucker. Yep. And they made a bunch of movies in the uh, like 70s and 80s yeah. that we know very, very well. And um, just some in particular, they were writers on the Kentucky Fried movie, which okay. you actually mentioned the other day yeah. when we were talking about it. Um, they did Airplane. They did uh, Police Squad. Naked Gun. Naked which, Gun. Which, which mm-hmm. Police Squad was... Okay, so there's yeah. all the parodies that yeah. I'm forgetting about. The Airplane movies. Yeah. The Naked Gun movies that you mm-hmm. discussed. Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Yeah. yeah. Zucker Abrams Zucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But one of them did Basketball uh, with the maker of South Park. Mm-hmm. So they also did like the Scary Movie movies. Uh-huh. Um, bunch of stuff. So yeah, I mean that's kind of... And that's kind of like in the same wheelhouse of some of this stuff, they just happen to be way more successful than the... Yeah, I, you know what, now that you bring it the up... the Killer Tomatoes guys. Yeah, and I, now that you bring it up, it's like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, how could I forget all those movies? Because I did. I mean, I remember laughing until I cried yeah. at Hot Shots Part Doom. I think I was sitting there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as far as quirky movies, I mean, I've seen... I loved Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah. Busts me up, man. Um... <laughs> UHF. Mm-hmm. Speaking of parody movies, yep. can't wait to watch that sucker when that thing comes mm-hmm. out. Love it. And that's where, like, I don't know if this movie knew what it was. Like, it didn't seem as polished as those other ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's... A and mad... maybe it did know what it was, it just wasn't polished. Yeah, that could that yeah. could very much maybe they be just like, Maybe they're just like, yeah, we're going to make this. And I think it shows you... If you like it, great. If not, eh, we'll go to the theater and we'll watch it because we like it. And I think it shows you, like, how hard comedy is and how hard Mm -hmm. parody is because it's just like, this is uproariously funny. Mm -hmm. This is like, what are are you showing us? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Three Amigos. Wouldn't that be a parody? Yeah. So, I mean, we're naming all these movies that I just remember crying. I laughed so hard during. Yeah. This... Not this one. Yeah, not not so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that feel. It mm-hmm. was just the movie just plotted along. There, there yeah. were funny parts, but it was like they didn't know they were funny. Mm-hmm. It was just like, is that supposed to be funny? It's mm-hmm. kind of funny, but I mean, like, what? In some of the ways, the humor reminded me of an Ernest movie, but not as funny. Yeah. Because the Ernest movie, I think we talked about this when we talked about one of the Ernest movies was the Ernest Goes to Camp. Mm-hmm. And we was like, okay, so as a kid, this stuff's funny. Yeah. As an adult, the only reason it's still funny is because he's kind of charming. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, it may not be that funny. Yeah. Like my kid, we watched Ernest Goes to Camp together, mm-hmm. and my kids thought it was hilarious. Right. I'm sitting there going, huh, uh, yeah, I thought this was funny at, at one point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. I, I'm glad my kids enjoy it, and, and there are still a few pieces here and there that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, you know, watching the Killer Tomatoes, uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, I'm watching I'm going... Yeah, if if I saw this as a kid at one point, I probably thought this was funny, and eh, you know, I'll yeah. I'll chuckle here and there, but it, it doesn't. It's it, not. Uh, it doesn't hold up. Well. It doesn't do it for me. Anymore. It doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. um. Yeah, 
yeah, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. It's definitely a tricky thing, and I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure about this movie. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. they were trying to do, and it, it, it probably won't be rewatched. Whereas, <laughs> Airplane, I can rewatch a hundred mm-hmm. times a day. Yeah. Spaceballs, you know, any of the ones that you like. You speak jive. <laughs> I speak jive. <laughs> well, yeah, but and like there weren't scenes like that. And Never I been know, in a Turkish prison. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it, and that's the thing is there weren't scenes like that yeah. that we were like, dude, that's funny. Yeah. Like when he's asking him the questions and if you mm-hmm. uh, you know, I picked a bad day to stop sniffing glue. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's funny. Stryker. <laughs> Stryker. I, that's funny and I'm I'm not I'm not a comedian, so I can't right. bottle that and say, well, this is what they did and break it all down. Right. But I can just say Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, it it didn't have that. Didn't didn't, didn't have any of those funny scenes. It was just like a quirky movie. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Anything know. else we want to say about Killer Tomatoes other than uh, no? If if you want to go watch it, God bless you. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't. Well, definitely. I think if you want to go watch one of the Killer Tomato movies, watch the first one. Yeah. Wouldn't you watch first, the first, original? First one's funny. Um, you know, and if you like weird quirky movies just for the sake of weird quirky movies, then you might like this one. So Repo Man, go watch Repo Man. Or go watch Repo Man instead. All right, so moving on to our next one. Our next one is going to be Tapeheads. Tapeheads came out 21st of October 1988, rated R, with a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. Uh, The director for this one was Bill Fishman, who did Car 54, Where Are You, and Desperate But Not Serious. Producer was Peter McCarthy, who did Repo Man, and I'm Gonna Get You, Sucka. Writer was Bill Fishman, who did story and screenplay. Uh, He did video shorts for John Fogarty and for The Decemberists. Uh, Another writer on this one was Peter McCarthy, who did Car 54, Where Are You? and Floundering. Jim Hertzfeld did the story. He did Meet the Deedles and Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. Uh, Ryan Rowe did part of the story, and he did Charlie's Angels and The Secret of the Wings. Cinematography was done by Bojan Bojan Bazelli. That's what I'm going to go with. I... We're gonna I say think it that that's way. A good one. Bojan Bazelli. So um, Beetroot McKinley. Beetroot McKinley. Uh, he did cinematography for Pumpkinhead, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and the Gambit movie that's been announced. Gambit, like X Men Gambit. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. Exciting. So, so he is listed as the cinematographer for that one that's been announced. Oh, cool. All right. Um, possibly coming out in 2019, 2020, if they are actually going to do it. Okay. Uh, music was done by Fishbone, who is a ska band that also performed in the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey and Say Anything with John Cusack. Yeah. Nice Budget stuff. for this one. So this is where you can tell what happened with this movie. Mm-hmm. Budget for this one was $10 million. You want to take a wild guess at what the box office was? Budget was $10 million. Box office was $11 million? A little lower than that. Box office was $10 million. $10. A little lower than that. Box office was $5 million. A little lower than that. Box office was about a million? Maybe. A little lower than that. <laughs> oh, no. Box office was 10 bucks. It's, well, a little higher than that. Okay. The box office on this one was $343,786. I'm kind of surprised they didn't add cents in there, too. $343,000. $343, okay. Yeah, with a budget of $10 million. Yeah. So you probably didn't even cover the cost of food for the actors while they made this movie. Yeah. Is is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can see that. Yeah, it did not do well. No. Uh, movie was starring John Cusack, who played Ivan Alexiev, 
who was in Say Anything and High Fidelity. Tim Robbins, who was Josh Tager, was in The Shawshank Redemption and Bull Durham. Mary Crosby was Samantha Gregory. She was in the TV series Dallas and the movie The Legend of Zorro. Clue Gulager was Norman Mart. He was in Return of the Living Dead and A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Katie Boyer was Belinda Mart. She was in Minority Report and The Lost World Jurassic Park. Jessica Walker was Kay Mart. <laughs> Kay Mart. They laughed at that during the movie, too. Um, Arrested <laughs> Development and Archer. Uh, Sam Moore was Billy Diamond. He was in the Blues Brothers and was on the soundtrack for The Great Outdoors. Junior Walker, who died in 1995, was Lester Diamond. He was on the soundtrack for Adventures in Babysitting and Misery. Susan Tyrell, who died in 2012, was Nikki Morton. She was in Big Top Pee Wee and Crybaby. Doug McClure, who died in 1995, was Sid Tager was in Maverick and The Land That Time Forgot, and Connie Stevens was June Tager, and she was in Grease 2 and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave this one, the critics gave this one a 60%, 20% if you look at the top critics. Yeah. Uh, Janet Maslin of the New York Times said, The amiable screenplay by Mr. Fishman and Peter McCarthy is often funny and never worse than silly. She gave it a 3 out of 5. Roger Ebert from the Sun-Times said, All of these elements have been lifted off the shelf of exhausted cliches, given a quick dusting, and plugged directly into the movie one and a half stars out of four. And Richard Harrington of the Washington Post said, The irony is that nothing Fishman and his co-arts have come up with is as funny as a two-hour slice of MTV itself. The audience gave it a 45%, and there are no awards for this movie. Um, after losing, this is the summary I just pulled from Wikipedia because it was very short. After losing their jobs as security guards, best friends Ivan and Josh start a music video production company called Video Aces. When they meet their childhood heroes, the 70s soul duo Swanky Modes, Ivan and Josh concoct a scheme to give them a new audience by hijacking a Menudo concert, getting them to perform in Menudo's place, and broadcasting it live across the country on a television satellite hookup. Hi, I'm Ivan Alexey in Video Aces. We make rock videos. You can have my time to look at this or call me. Your name was... Skip. Ivan, give us a call. Weird Al! Weird Al! I knew it, Mr. Yankman. My name is Ivan Alexey. I work for Video Aces. We make rock videos. I love your work. Good to see you. Let me give you my card. <laughs> Very fine meeting. It was good to meet you. Oh, my, my, my briefcase. My brother. Cube Square Baby Doll.
to him. Get here, Billy. We can do that much for you. We love the swanky modes. featured a fake ad spot for a real Los Angeles restaurant, Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles, um, which gets referenced in a couple of different movies. I think it gets referenced in, um, is it Jackie Brown? And uh, the uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie? Okay. I think it gets referenced in there. They like make, oh. make some reference to the, the Chicken and Waffles restaurant, Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. Cool. Um, notable appearances in the film include Mary Crosby, of Dallas, uh, character actors Clue Gulager and Doug McClure, football uh, footballer Lyle Alzado, um, some 60s actors, uh, Courtney Love is in it at one point, um, bunch of different singers, King Cotton, Dougie Fresh, uh, Fishbone, the Dead Boys, Lords of the New Church, um, singer Ted Nugent, Weird Al, um, whole bunch of different people, a bunch of different, it's a little bit like a, a, little bit like a Blues Brothers, but... Yeah. Like a, you know, slightly different audience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know about this one. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, both of these movies were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think I know what it was trying to be. And I think it was trying to be, we talked about when we just, a few minutes ago, talked about it with Return of the Killer Tomatoes. I think this one was trying to be a cult classic. Okay. Like, they try to manufacture tried to a cult classic. Bottle lightning. Right. Or, well, no, not bottle lightning. That's the yeah. wrong phrase. Yeah. So a couple of things that I was thinking about with this one was they are, this movie is like trying to play off the popularity of MTV and music videos. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But MTV started in 1981. I'm like, if you're going to be like cutting edge and like, we're going to make music videos and we're going to, I feel like this movie probably needed to be made in like 1982. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe 1983. Yeah. This movie is made and released in 1988. Yeah. So we're a little late. Yeah. You've, you've kind of missed the... Yeah. And that's why, to me, I feel like it's a... Like, it, this is not... This is not something that's trying to be revolutionary. Otherwise, I feel like somebody would have said, Yeah, let's, let's make this... Music videos are a new thing. Let's have these two guys that want to break in and do music videos. And I... Then if you did that, and if you did it like right after MTV came out, then it's like, well, this is cool. This is new. This is, you know, yeah, yeah, music videos. And it, but it's like seven years later. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's not a new thing anymore. So. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, it, the silly kind of thing, if it's silly, mm -hmm. I, and I wish I could put my finger on it other than. To say, boy, comedy is hard. Mm -hmm. If it's silly, it, it was just a little bit too. It was a little bit too silly, mm -hmm. and it, it again lacked some real, like, good humor. Sure, there were some scenes that were like, oh, that's funny, and you know, when they, I think they got into the gunfight and the two bumbling security guards were lobbing grenades at them and stuff. And yeah. I mean, that was kind of funny, and but it was just so much slapstick and so much just shooting for funny things that mm -hmm. I guess the, your description of it being forced was accurate. It was just so forced. It was like, ah, ah, ha, ha, ha. That's not super funny. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's kind of the, that's kind of my knock on that. Um, I think too that it was R-rated. If they wanted to be more successful, cut out all the garbage that makes it an R-rated movie. Make it PG and try and get the like eleven to fourteen year old crowd into it. Right. I mean, because then I'm sure they'd say, "Oh, hi, it's funny." Uh, you right. know, I, I yeah. think then you would have that kind of situation going on. But this was. Yeah, dude, that's that's just not funny to me, and I'm the only one that's going to be watching it because it's R-rated. So either that, so no wonder the box office wasn't that good. Is because right. everyone that was old enough to see it was like, this just there's this isn't funny. Mm-hmm. Naked Gun is funny. Airplane right. is funny. Those, you know, well, Airplane came out earlier, but you know when you named all those parody movies, Spaceballs is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, later Wayne's World, that's funny. Right. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's funny. I, I think you're gonna get you're gonna go to that those movies. This mm-hmm. it was too zany. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the opening thing where right. they like they go into the security guards' place and then they okay open the doors mm-hmm. and they brought in the party people and yeah, the big huge party and, and it was like well what do you think is gonna happen Yeah, like we all <laughs> they're spray painting the walls. You're gonna get fired and like yeah, I mean yeah. And, and then the security guard okay well we're gonna like rewire the thing like that's not that's not funny right. like I don't I, yeah I, I just don't get it like how yeah. you get I, I'm, yeah. I'm shrugging my shoulders and looking confusedly on the uh, audio only medium I'm, <laughs> I'm just like I, it just fell short in a lot of places this was this was also a movie I, I found a blog as I was looking up some stuff for tape heads or trying to find stuff on tape heads because there's not a ton out there um, but this was a movie that somebody had written a blog uh, a blog post on a blog called Kill Screen, and the person's name was uh, Savannah Tanbush, and she wrote a blog post in which she said, I thought this was kind of interesting, she said that this movie, is, and this is obviously just her opinion, it's not the opinion of every you know person out there, but uh, her opinion is that this is the perfect movie for millennials. Like, you have these characters that they're kind of handed everything. Like, they don't really have to work for what they do. I mean, they do. They're, like, making their videos, but they're making videos. Um, you know, they, they, they give up a, a paying job to go, you know, explore their dreams, and they don't really have to... Everything kind of just falls in place for them, or they expect everything to just kind of fall in place for them. And I, I say that without... Now, I'm not trying to insult any millennials here, because I, I don't believe most of the stereotypes when people say, oh, all millennials are like this. I'm like, well, you know, you know what? Back it up a little bit. And I guarantee you that the older generation said that about the baby boomers. Yeah. And I guarantee the baby boomers said that about Generation X. And I get... Yeah. I, forget the generational stuff. I think it's just like an old, young thing. Yeah. So, um, but she was pointing out, actually, I pulled a little bit off her blog, and she said, um, here it is, uh... Tapeheads opens with two kids, a sleazy John Cusack and a nerdy Tim Robbins, trying to beat boredom in a dead-end job as security officers. They throw a massive party in the building they're guarding, of course, documented entirely on film with some effects thrown over it. To me, it already sounds familiar. I don't remember the last time I went to some party without someone documenting the entire experience, either professionally or on their phone. Just the other day, I filmed 80 seconds of a video for Snapchat of various people and I drunkenly, various people and I drunkenly singing David Bowie karaoke songs in a warehouse gallery, all of them edited with the caption, Wow, David Bowie, and some kind of stupor, stupid filter thrown in. It seems like documenting our happiness and putting it on display for others has become a thing of today. Mm-hmm. So she was like, 
you know what, the two guys in this movie and like the characters and what they want to do as their as their passion and their job just kind of sounds like kids and young people today. Mm. I was like, well, no, I, I can see some of that. I'm like, you know, and maybe that's where some of it falls a little flat for me is that if this was a movie of like, you know, we're going to we're going to go achieve our dreams and we're going to do something and I, maybe watching this now for the first time in 2018 where everyone has a camera in their pocket. Yeah. And if I wanted to right now, I could probably go outside and make my own music video. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to sing on it, but I could go make my own music video in a few minutes. Right. And if I wanted to, I could post it up on YouTube. And if I got a million views, yay, I've made some money and I'm in the big time. Yeah. Now. So I don't know if maybe part of the, part of where this movie falls a little flat for me is I didn't watch it when it came out. I'd never heard of it before a few weeks ago. Time has marched on. And time has marched on. And yeah. maybe it's like, this is like a fact of everyday life of trying to film something. And, you know, yeah. if, if it's a struggle for you to get your art out and like everybody's trying to keep you from getting your art out, you got to do these, you know, you got to, it's, it's, it's how it's done. We got to do it on spec. Yeah. Like everybody's doing everything on spec right now. Yeah. Like I, you know, this podcast stuff, we don't get paid for this podcast. Right. Right. Like it's all on spec. It's because we enjoy doing it. And not that I'm doing this podcast or we're doing this podcast as a job, but it's like, I feel like like that's, Almost all of our society yeah. is what these guys are trying to do. So maybe these two guys trying to do it is like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. And you, and you can't even make it like look back and say, oh, what a period piece and how things have right. changed and blah, blah, blah. Because again, it's just the zany. Right. I mean, sure, those guys are, you know, lazy and complain and, mm-hmm. or whatever that the writer didn't like. But it's not even like they explore that mm-hmm. or... Well, that's the funny thing about this writer is she is a millennial. Like, she's writing this and she's like, yeah, this is what people are like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just want things given to them and... That's kind of what she's saying, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I don't even know, and kind of like I said earlier, I don't know if this is a very good period piece. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you could really look at this and be like, oh, man, this is so 80s. Well, right. Well, it's not really. I mean, kind of, I guess. Yeah, it's set but in the it's, 80s. But it's set in the 80s, and some of the bands are kind of 80s-ish, and they're making fun of some 80s stuff, and it's the whole music video and the corrupt politician stuff. But yeah. even like these guys, they're, the band they love is the band from the 60s. Right. It's the, the two guys, the swanky modes, the guys yeah. from the 60s. And it's like, that's not even, I don't know. Not 80s. <laughs> it's not very yeah. 80s. So I don't even know what time period this really fits into. It's yeah. it has bits and pieces of it have almost like a Repo Man feel to it. So it makes sense to me that one of the people that worked on Repo Man also worked on this movie. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Repo Man. I remember when we talked about it. Repo Man was like this is a this is a Los Angeles movie. Right. Like you get the feel of Los Angeles through this movie. If you ask me right now, I don't remember what what city this was supposed to take place in. Yeah. I was it Los Angeles? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? Until I read that description, until I read the stuff about the, the actors and who they put, I couldn't tell you the names of the two. I couldn't tell you the names of John Cusack and Tim Robbins' characters. Uh, yeah, I sure as I don't Was know. it Josh and Ivan? Is that what it was? Ivan? Yeah, Ivan and Josh. Yeah. I, I'll be I, honest, I, I didn't care enough about him. To, <laughs> uh, John Cusack's characters, he sounds like a character, he sounds like almost he's been listening to John Belushi. Some of his deliveries mm-hmm. made it sound like John Belushi when he yeah. starts talking and then he gets excited and he kind of does a growl. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this big. Yeah. We're going to, you know, that's like a real John Belushi in my yeah. mind, like a real John Belushi thing. And so, you know, there were pieces there. It just never, 
pieces there. You know, there were, I, I mean, Tim Robbins and, and John Cusack could deliver a good performance. And they, and how would I fix this? I, I don't know. Maybe go have some sort of a more serious undertone to it, maybe, as opposed to all zany. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wayne's World had a, mm-hmm. there was a, Maybe it was, uh, you know, but there was like a real and see, thing. That, that's that, funny that, that you make that comparison because I hadn't thought of that before, but I'm like, this is totally a Wayne's World movie. Yeah. Like, but Wayne's World <laughs> did this and did it better. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. That's another thing that, okay, it, it was a funny movie, but it wasn't, it wasn't so ridiculous with the, I'm just going to keep saying slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it wasn't so over the top ridiculous. It was these two dudes mm-hmm. just kind of like hanging out and then let's get Billy the Kid and mm-hmm. then there'd be a funny line. Right. Or, you know, San Diego's High School Football Rules. Yeah. You know, there were <laughs> there were funny parts and, mm-hmm. you know, what happens if we took these characters and put them in the 80s? Mm-hmm. But not from the standpoint of an adult, but like from the standpoint of a high school kid. Right. What happens if these guys, you know, there was something that kind of, oh, that kind of makes you go, huh. Mm-hmm. This movie, was there that? It was a couple of guys that, you know, they were going to make videos, but they kind of fell into that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, because they got fired from their job, and that right. was kind of crazy. Um, and then when they made their videos, yeah, funny stuff happened on mm-hmm. the videos. But even that... I just, I didn't like either of these guys. Like, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't connect with them at all. I didn't... I, an old man died, and they didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's. I said that that part's a little bit funny, where they're like, they got to make the video, so they got to finish it, so they're going to yeah, move his mouth and talk. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you right, know, right. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just it didn't. Comedy is a tricky thing, man. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. it didn't fire on all cylinders. And again, if they hadn't made it R-rated, if I mean, and I forget, maybe right. there was some nudity and and maybe yeah, there might have been. Uh, but language or whatever. Yeah. Just clean that up and show it to the twelve-year-olds, right. and the twelve-year-olds will probably think it's the funniest thing since sliced bread. Right. I mean, and that's how you, you know, that's how you build your cult movie thing up. Is right. then there are agents. Hey, do you remember seeing this yeah. movie? That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, it's a stumper because I, I, I want to. You know, it'd be interesting. Dennis always has a way to. I'm going to criticize it when I can, you know, say how I do something better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I would do this differently. Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I mean, yeah. Yeah, and see, Wayne's World was a series, and maybe they had the one up that they had the Saturday Night Live structure. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you had the Wayne's World right. scene. Right. People knew these characters. Yeah. That, yeah. You had the car scene. Mm-hmm. You had, I mean, that's really what Wayne's World was, was a succession of, mm-hmm. like, short scenes. Yeah. Which maybe with is, with still a coherent story. Yeah, I mean overall, there was. A, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, this. Wayne's World. I don't know that I would call Wayne's World zany. I would call this movie zany. Yeah. Like okay, like like you. the humor almost to a ridiculous degree. Whereas yeah. Wayne's World was. Wayne's World was funny. Wayne's World was a little more tongue in cheek. A little yeah. more. It was it was funny, but this movie is just zany. Like some of the humor in this doesn't make sense. I, I get what I get when it's supposed to be funny, right. and there were times that I laughed and I was like, yeah, "That's that's funny." I don't know why it's funny, but it's funny. Yeah. Well, but Wayne's World, I feel like I I know why that's supposed to be funny, yeah. and I agree with that being funny. Yeah. But sometimes this is a little too 
madcap. A little too... Right. <laughs> and, right. I, and I don't mind that, usually in movies. But this right. one, it just didn't... It didn't mesh yeah, together I, for me. At the risk of sounding like Sergeant Major Dickerson, mm-hmm. that is humor. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. You know? I, yeah. It, it, the zany thing... Here, here's, what I'll, he, here's what I'll say. He reminds me of Donna Reed, especially around the eyes. around the eyes. Oh, man, what a great <laughs> scene I just watched that, that again the other day. Did you really? What a great scene that, that was... Um, you will refer to me as Sergeant Major. I work for a living airman. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Sergeant Major. Yes. Sergeant Major tone, Dickerson. Yeah. Oh, the way he has it in his voice. Well, you talk about a guy that's mm-hmm. off the wall that can bring oh, humor. Yeah. I mean, Robin Williams. Yeah. I mean, watch one of his stand-up things. I mm-hmm. mean, that's crazy and sporadic and random. Mm-hmm. But but there's there's a deeper thought there that 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 the humor that it. I don't know. The humor makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. It, it, it touches yeah. the right chords. I want to be more specific. It's not magic. Right. But this doesn't. And here's, I guess, and maybe this is the definition of slapstick humor. You know, when you have a baby, what do you want to do? You want to make the baby laugh. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? You're you do silly do something stuff. Yeah. Random. Yeah. You're going to say something with silly words. Right. And now, if it, I mean, it's getting awkward in here if I keep doing those things. I'm, I'm but, okay. But it, it, it's like... That's not really funny. You're mm-hmm. just doing something like to make right. people laugh. Right. That's kind of what this movie did. Yeah. It didn't have a higher thought of, oh, how am I going to make mm-hmm. these people laugh? Yeah. How am I going to? This try is a comedy them? for R-rated babies, is what you're saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> but even that, like, yeah. I, I don't want to go super deep. No, R-rated no, no, babies. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say like R-rated baby. Okay, like seventeen-year-olds, but it, a seventeen-year-old doesn't want to play peekaboo. No, I know. a seventeen-year-old yeah. wants to see, you know, wants to see that humor. Kind of like it's got to be well thought out. Mm-hmm. It's got to, it's got to understand what that generation is right. and show you things that, that, that I don't know that either yeah. are character funny or right. situationally funny right. or yeah. all of the above or there's a there's a funny joke. Or uh, look at those guys just look absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. in it, <clears throat> and they these you know yeah like Martin Short in uh, in in uh, um, Three Amigos yeah you have got it <laughs> these guys yeah. didn't yeah they don't have it they don't got it no they don't yeah. got it yeah I, yeah so and I don't want to take the thing apart yeah <clears throat> but it was. We didn't find it funny. Yeah. Somebody out there, I'm sure, finds it funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a snake <laughs> yeah. in my boot. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right. So, slight tangent. <sighs> Sorry. Since this movie was about music videos yeah. and MTV type things and all yeah. that, um, did you watch MTV growing up? No. No? <laughs> what the... What's wrong with you? I, um... We didn't have cable. You're older than I am. I... We didn't have cable. Okay. We didn't have cable. Until I think I went we, to college. We didn't have a lot, but we had cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I went. To, I was in college. Really? And I was in college, and all of a sudden, my sister called. I'm like, what's going on there? You're never gonna believe it. Mom, Dad got cable. Oh, what? <laughs> you know, and I, it took me like going to college. And, um, no, we didn't have cable, and so I rarely ever watched MTV. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're saying you were abused as a child? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. My cousin was huge into like metal and music yeah. and all that. Yeah. So when we would go up, maybe a headbangers ball. Yeah. yeah. So I would go up, and like 
my cousin would have MTV on. And, mm-hmm. like, my cousin lived up in Minnesota. Yeah. So that was, like, an eight-hour drive, and we'd be visiting mm-hmm. for, you know, during the holidays and all stuff, and I'd get my, my MTV fix, but I don't really ever remember watching it. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, and checking out music videos, I think yeah. a little bit in high school, okay. it would be like, oh, so-and-so releases the new video and all that. And then I'm going to say another thing just to explain this. I don't want this to be the Pat show. Yeah. But the kind of music I listen to. Mm-hmm. They don't make videos? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I mean, because. You're, you're more of a jazz guy. Yeah. yeah. And it, the crazy thing was, I mean, I was introduced to jazz music and big band swing from a very young age. Mm-hmm. That's all I listen to. Hmm. You know, seventh, eighth-ish grade, you know, then like, okay, the metal, and then I remember mm-hmm. listening to metal, but it wasn't like watching MTV. Yep. It'd be a dude, you know, saying, hey, check this album out. And then I'd go get albums and I'd listen to it, but I'd never watch these guys on MTV. Yeah. Um, and then, and that was for about a year, I kind of would listen to the metal thing. And then I was, I was a freshman and started to hear more jazz and it was just like, that's it. And that was mm-hmm. all I listened to yeah. was jazz music. And so my, my comprehension of pop music is very very small. Yeah. Like the the um, what came after metal? Um, grunge. Grunge. Yeah. Grunge. I know. I mean Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I remember growing up and listening to oldies. Yeah. And I know like some eighties metal stuff. But yeah, I never listened. I never watched MTV. Okay. Or and so there's my little yeah. history on that. I mean, I know some of the bands. So this question doesn't work for you. It well, it. <laughs> so it, basically, you're rejecting my question. I I'm trying not to, John. I'm trying not to reject the question. Here's the funny thing, and I was thinking about this when we started talking about MTV. When I'll catch like an old MTV thing, or I, we were down visiting my sister and her husband hmm. a couple of years back, and they had this like the VH1. And behind the music, MTV, yeah. whatever the rock or whatever, yeah. it was like a six-part documentary. Mm-hmm. I think we stayed up all night watching it oh, just really? because it was so cool. Yeah. Um, here's the funny thing about that: I will still like turn on MTV, and I don't get that feeling of, um, oh wow, I remember seeing this the first time, mm-hmm. or whatever. I'll watch. I get the feeling of. That's what those guys look like. Because oh. <laughs> I've, no, yeah. I've seen yeah. the still, you know, I remember picking up Guitar Magazine and yeah. Metal Magazine, you know, and looking at still pictures mm-hmm. of these guys. But when they're actually, like, moving and talking and sitting yeah. on the... Did they have VJs back then? Was that... Or were VJs later? Uh, I think so. Or whoever did the interviews. But yeah. it would be like, holy cow, that's Cinderella sitting mm-hmm. on the couch, you know, like, yeah. talking to yeah, yeah. the MTV... Whoa! That probably, that probably started like late eighties, early nineties, maybe. Okay. Like, yeah. Probably when I was getting into, mm-hmm. you know. But see, that's kind of the thing with with MTV, like the eighties MTV. Mm-hmm. Like I'll see that now, and I'll get excited, like I'm watching it for the first time, because it's like, wow, there there are those guys that I remember listening to. Yeah. You know, and all well, that. That's, actually, it was probably more of a mid nineties thing or mid eighties yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I bet they did. But then, yeah. I mean, then, I, I was a little kid at the time, so I. See, I only and that's, have like vague memories of what I watched and yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of my that's kind of my experience with MTV. So okay. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm trying. No, to, no, 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 no. You know, well, so I was going to ask you like, do you have a favorite music video that you saw on MTV? But you probably don't. No. I basically, I mean, I grew up on MTV. Okay. Like, MTV was kind of my babysitter. I think I think between MTV and Star Wars. Well, there you like, go. That well, was my babysitter. You can't really ask for. I, it was like, what else do you need? Nothing. No. You can't really ask them much better. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember watching the um, 
Oh God, what were the girls, different girls, girls, girls? Yeah, yeah. Um, probably one of my favorites as a little kid was uh, Van Halen's Jump video, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just a mm-hmm. concert. He he's got the, I think he had the was it the red leather jacket or the, with all the fringe on the it, fringe. and like jumping around on stage. And he's and doing the, those like, and the cameras, on stage, and yeah. the cameras like looking up at that angle and. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that one as a kid, and I'd like jump around the room. I was probably like what three, yeah. maybe four, maybe. And I was like jumping around the living room every time that song would come on, and and uh, you know Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller mm-hmm. was always the big one. Like that mm-hmm. one, I oh God, every time I, I think sometimes my parents would just leave the TV on and leave the MTV running in the background just so they could listen to music, and mm-hmm. and I think anytime Thriller came on, you like as soon as you hear that creaking door, I was like, yeah. <gasps> Thriller! Thriller's on! <laughs> I think I called it Thriller. That's my, my aunt always tells me. She's like, yeah, that's all you ever wanted to watch was Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> thriller. That's so um, funny. I think at one point I used to tell people my name was Michael. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> like what's your name, little boy? Michael. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> my mom to, His name's not Michael. It's John. That's, well, you know. <clears throat> um, I, uh, the you Take know. On Me video, the one that's like the half uh, pencil animation and then half real, and then they like step through the picture frame, and that you've never seen that one before. I probably have. Oh man! Oh here, I got. I pulled, actually have a. Def Leppard. Here's screen. one. Def Leppard pulled yeah. some sugar on me because they had the laser this one? show. The take on me that's like half pencil drawn and half. Yeah. No. I thought oh, I knew it, man. but this is something else. <clears throat> okay. You gotta watch that video sometime. That's a good video. Yeah, I found all this stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. man. Like this top hundred videos on mm-hmm. TV, and I just need to. You like the uh, girls just want to have fun. Um, Oh man, what else was there? There was uh, oh some of the a lot of the Michael Jackson ones. I mean, he was kind of like the, for lack of a better term, the king mm-hmm. of music videos. And like the Billy Jean, you know, yeah. where he's walking and the the, the street squares are lighting up. And um, he had the was it say 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 with him and Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And um, later on, you had his you had his bad video. You had the. Um, black or white video from Dangerous right. where they had him, uh, his face like melded into different people from yeah, different races. that's right. And, yeah. um, and then you would have, later on you would have, this is out of the 80s, but then mm-hmm. you would have movies whenever they get the hit song for that mm-hmm. movie. There was a couple years run where they did yeah. this where then their video would be clips from the movie. Yeah. You remember, yeah. you know, Terminator 2 yep. had, had... Like the, uh, the You Could ones. Be Mine, Guns N' Roses yeah, from Terminator Titanic 2 and they had, had this one, yeah. They it was had a the, five, uh, three or four year stretch. Uh, Brian Adams was the uh, everything I do, I do it for you. It Robin was the Hood. Robin Hood one. And yeah. The, yeah. Well, and you kind of got to the point where eventually MTV and I—I I don't think I've watched MTV since the early '90s, maybe because you kind of got to a point where it didn't even—it wasn't even music videos anymore. And at that point, I was like, I don't want to watch reality TV. I don't. No. I'll, I'll switch over to VH1 where they do the behind the music stuff, and I'm like. Right. But that's VH1 cool, or they would do that. Was VH1 the one that did the pop-up video? Yeah. Where they, they, they'd show the video and little things would just yeah, would pop up on the that. screen of the they little trivia that. stuff. and the, yeah. I, what I found interesting about uh, that is watching that CNN special on the 80s. Yeah. And they had the thing about MTV and was it very inclusive to music or was it supposed to be music television, right. but it was all rock and it, it happened all to be rock, all yeah. like, And there was that cool thing with David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this when he was he was asking the guy from MTV and he start and it was if I've got the gist of it right yeah, I David forget what it was he said he, but do you remember this and he was just like yeah. and it was hilarious because not hilarious but I mean it was very telling because David Bowie's like well what about 
And he named a whole bunch of mm-hmm. predominantly African-American artists yeah. and said, how come they're not on the music? Oh, well, we're more of a music thing. Da, 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 da. And he, the guy has some, like... And David Bowie's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. And you see his eyes just kind of wander <laughs> off, and then he looks back and yeah. gives him this sly smile, uh-huh. like... You're, you're, this is complete. Yeah. This is complete garbage. You, you've you're, proven my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it was yeah. very, it was very. Yeah, well, and that's kind of too. And and you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just not the style of music I like. Is I think I feel like in the '90s, MTV started to switch more to like the rap and hip hop. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, eh, it's. I, I don't mind it, but I'm not going to seek it out. So I just yeah. I don't I don't have a need to watch MTV anymore. Because it's yeah. not it's not the style of music that I mostly enjoy. Yeah. Not that I disliked it, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not as interested in this. Yeah, and see by then. And and by then it was more like reality TV programs, yeah. and then they had MTV Two and MTV Three, and yeah. I was like, what? Well, like anything, <laughs> it started off simple right. enough, and it became bloated. Right. Oh, and don't we all? <laughs> yes. Well, and then it just, but it does. Yeah. And yeah. now what's happening with cable, dude? I'm not paying 250 bucks oh, a know. month for what? Yeah. Forget about it. Um, yeah, 500 cooking channels and yeah, 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 it's, it's, it really kind of went away and the music changed too. Yeah. To the point that I don't know what pop music we listen to now. Yeah. I listen to 80s music. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I hate to be <laughs> Most bad. of, most of my music, when we go play trivia, sometimes I am no help at all in the music round. Yeah. Unless it's something 80s pops up and then I'm like, oh, I can help with that. Yeah. Like 80s and maybe like. 90s, yeah. 90s country music. I'm like, yeah. I can answer those questions, but I guess, otherwise... Well, I guess I'm a music snob. Well, I am a music oh, yeah. snob. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I don't... And I don't want to sit here and just make this blanket statement that all pop is kind of garbagey. That Motley Crue and De- Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard, that that stuff was just amazing. Yeah. But it's like... But it's I, true. I don't know... I don't know what's like... Mm-hmm. What music is coming out now that's really mm-hmm. like good music? Well, I wonder if that's because it almost feels like now there's such a variety of pop music that when it came out at the time, it was like, the 80s is rock. Yeah. And the 80s is pop. And here it is. And now, I mean, we can download anything we want. We can listen to it on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. And so you almost don't have to be... There is pop music of today, and I kind of feel like the pop music of today is like a mixture of rap and hip-hop and rock and pop and all this different stuff, but you've also got like more pop music from other countries. You've got like the K-pop from Korea, and you've got like all kinds of different... So maybe we just don't... Maybe our pop music today is not as concentrated into one genre as it was in the past. I don't know if... Maybe. And again, I'm so I'm not a pop culture expert, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm (laughs) I'm just guessing. I'm not either, so right. I'd, I'd be the, the, the last guy to, you know, try and say this. But then, you know, I'll listen to stuff like, you know, and I suppose it'll be nice when my kids get a little older and I can say, well, you know, what are you listening to? Mm-hmm. And I don't hear a lot of, I don't hear a lot of this band and mm-hmm. here's their sound. Yeah. Or this artist and it's their sound. It'll be, that's a great tune, next mm-hmm. week. That's a great tune. Right. Next week. That's a great tune. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it, nothing really seems to have any lasting or hit, you know, impact or social commentary or, you know, yeah. any of that stuff. I went down and um, I heard uh, Wynton Marcellus had the Lincoln Center Jazz Band and they did an entire night of pop music. Hmm. 
and it was just like rearrangements and reinventing of it. And you can either say you like it or say you don't, but it wasn't like, oh, here's this rock tune put to a swing beat. But I mean, it, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, it was some really in-depth, well, they're top-level musicians and they know what they're trying to say. But there, but there was, it was like they were presenting music from a time period when they said, well, this is what people were saying and this is what people were hearing. And this is, you know, now I, I don't know if it's just all being created by, you know, like the TV shows out there, it's kind of being grown in a lab. You're not mm -hmm. looking for a band that has a unique sound. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, we need the next... Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> And I mean, Taylor Swift. Did, okay, so Beyonce's doing some pretty amazing oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so there you well, go. Well, and, and one. that's, and yeah, not to discount anybody who's singing today, because, you know, I'll hear, the, I'll hear the occasional song of modern music. I'll be like, eh, that's, that's catchy. But, well, see, and that, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't no, want no, to no, 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 no. <sighs> but I'm stuck in the 80s, so. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and here's the thing is, okay, that's catchy, but it's like, okay, it's got a little catchy tune, mm -hmm. but listen to the singer. I mean, does the singer really have a good voice? Mm -hmm. Is it a distinct voice? Yeah. And a lot of times not. Well, the auto-tune thing. Yeah. I mean, heck, you got auto-tune on, um, on uh, 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 um, what's the, Garage Band. I think yeah. they got an yeah. auto-tune thing on Garage yeah, you Band. Yeah, you can do it pretty easily. And, you know, it's so heavily produced. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, and, and everyone can send in the hate mail. You know, um, we recently watched the movie Descendants with my daughter about oh, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the, the evil, yeah. you know, people. Mm -hmm. What a fun yeah. idea. And it was, well, let's oh yeah, my daughter loves that. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, well, I gotta be honest with you. I started bumping on a, a number of things with that movie mm -hmm. that I'm not going to, you know, go into here. Mm -hmm. And I saw for what it was at, for what it was worth. And I, but it was like, you listen to the singing in there and it was like, I don't think any of these folks are singers. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll be honest. But then there were certain songs that they, you could tell they just manipulated the voices yeah. around to give them more whatever. And it's like, okay, well, we got a catchy tune. I'm going to just come right out and say it, but there's no music there. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing that kind of kills me. And it's like, if you can do that, fine, mm -hmm. overdub someone. Right. Take, you know, take uh, um, Adina Menzel or yeah. Adele Dazeem. Take Adele Dazeem. Yeah. You know, <laughs> throw her in there. Or yeah. take... Um, uh, uh, Beyonce and throw her vo just mm -hmm. overdub her voice yeah. but at least get mm -hmm. something in there and and that's what it all is is, is just real backgrounds to keep the tune going and yeah. then we need a singer yeah I remember I remember my uncle at one point took uh, he took his son and maybe daughter to a Britney Spears concert mm -hmm. and I remember his comment afterwards was Wow, that like their voices are so processed, even live. Like they they run it through filters, and like, it's just it sounds fake. Mm -hmm. And I've and I've never been to one of her concerts. I have no desire to go to one of her concerts. But you know, it just it's almost like what we've got now are performers. And I and I want to say somebody like a Beyonce. I don't listen to a lot of Beyonce's music. I don't know if you just had some of these people just straight up sing mm -hmm. what their voices would sound like and but I I, I just kind of you know music wise and I know this is a little bit of a tangent off from like music videos and that stuff but whatever um, it's our podcast we can do whatever, whatever we want with it um, that's why like Sharon and I we, we keep coming back to like 70s and 80s mm -hmm. like our one of our things that we will constantly have on uh, on the on the radio or on the little uh, 
you know, Echo Dot or whatever at home is uh, like the 70s singer-songwriter channel. Mm -hmm. Just like running through the stuff like Billy Joel, Elton John, Gordon Lightfoot, mm -hmm. uh, John Denver, you know, just kind of playing through a whole bunch of that stuff. Half the stuff you'd hear on like the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then because in that you've got, these people were not glamorous, you know, Janis Joplin, Karen Carpenter, like all these different people. They're not glamorous people. Mm -hmm. They're not performers that are going to be glittery when they get up on stage, except maybe Elton John. But they were singers, and they wrote their songs, and they, you know, there was there was some substance there. And not, not to say that, you know, somebody like a Taylor Swift or whoever doesn't have substance. I, I don't know them, so, mm -hmm. you know, they might be the most substantive person ever. But, like, it just, it seems like the music of today is more produced mm -hmm. and more packaged than it probably was in the past. Yeah. It, 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 Which I know is funny to say because then I think back to like the Beatles and people talk about how well there were a ton of other bands that were maybe much better than the Beatles but they just happened to be packaged well and you know their their image was you know their image had been cultivated and yeah all that and like uh, okay. But yes. <laughs> yeah but I still like the Beatles. But they would have still been they would have been a one hit right. then. They Developed as a band, they grew yeah. as musicians. Yeah. They, they, you know, their music improved. Mm -hmm. Not to diss them, but their music improved. So mm -hmm. I mean, that's right. why they have the staying power, and we're still, well, we're right. still talking about them. And you know, because they had the however many hundred shows in Germany that they played, where they kind of sucked, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then well, they, if, if you then they came back. If check it out on YouTube, it's called mm -hmm. "Before the Music Dies." It's old. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. ten, maybe even fifteen. You know, it's old. Yeah. But it's talking about what's going on with radio and how radio mm -hmm. is. You know. Yeah. And now, what do you got? Well, the loop closed down, and the, the you know, right. and, and you got the new radio station, the one hundred three nine, the Fox. Yeah. And they're trying to recapture that old thing where they're doing like deep cuts, and mm -hmm. you know, we're gonna play. You know, an entire uh, Alice Cooper is the DJ. Monday through Friday, seven o'clock. Yeah. Alice Cooper, and so you have like a real guy that was there, been there, done that, and playing and talking about music. Um, you know, the other one, the Me TV FM, 87.7. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, it's oldies and... I just think that you're right. It does seem largely packaged and mm -hmm. a lot of whiz-bang. Yeah. Sort of like when we talk about movies. And, wow, there's a lot right. of CGI, but I don't see a lot of actors emoting. I don't see a lot right. of stories. I don't see, you know... Yeah. So... Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to pull it off on the tangent. No, 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 no. Right, so to answer my own question, favorite music video might be Thriller. Thriller. I'm gonna, okay. go, I'm gonna go with Thriller. I'll go with I'll go with Pour Some Sugar on Me because that was probably That's the one, one that I remember sitting mm -hmm. and seeing. And mm -hmm. the other one I used to watch all the time as a kid is ZZ Top. Had some mm -hmm. great music videos. The yes. Legs was a good one, yeah. but TV Dinners was the one that I was as a yeah. kid because I loved Gremlins. Yeah. And in TV dinners, that's kind of like as they're heating up the TV dinner in the microwave. Have yeah. you ever heard that song? Yes. You know, yeah. Right. They're heating up the microwave and like almost like this little gremlin hand comes to get the TV dinner out of the microwave. Or, yeah. And I was yeah. like, as a kid, I was like, that's so cool, gremlins. Awesome. <laughs> Dire Straits. Uh, money oh, for, yeah. Something for money for nothing. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. But then Weird Al parodied, parodied that in yeah. UHF. Yeah. The first computer generated one mm -hmm. and all that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So... Weird Al has some good videos, too. Yeah. yeah. Saga Begins, the one that he did for uh, yeah. the uh, Don McLean American Pie song, mm -hmm. but for uh, episode Don one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Meet me Maybe later, later someday later, later, later just, you're yeah, now just, just a, a small, small fry. fry. Yeah. <laughs> and good old... Ah, yeah. Good stuff. I miss MTV. I'll go back and watch some MTV reruns. We actually got stuck. I know we got to wrap up, but we got uh, we got stuck one night. There's uh, there's an app that we have on our Apple TV at home called Vivo, mm -hmm. and it's also another channel, kind of like a YouTube or whatever. But it's all music videos. Oh, okay. And we made the mistake of popping this app up on the Apple TV, and we're like, oh, it's it's music videos. It's all music videos. We put on. We started off with like um, uh, we didn't start the fire. Great music video by Billy Joel. We put that one on. We're like, well, that's cool. And I didn't reach for the remote in time. And then it just went through to another Billy Joel song. And then it went through to someone related. It almost did like a Pandora kind of thing where it's like, you like Billy Joel, therefore we're taking you to this song. Yeah, yeah. We must have watched that thing for, we, we were like, we started at maybe like 8.30 at night. And Sharon and I, all of a sudden we look up and it's like 11.30. And we're like, Time to go. We, yeah. we got work tomorrow. We probably should go That's to awesome. bed now. But, oh. But there's another video. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I, it, it, uh, to me, that stuff is just fun. Yeah. And it's fun to, on occasion, like, go back and see some of those old videos that we used to watch. And I still think it's fun to watch those videos because you don't, I mean, we don't go to a lot of concerts. Mm -hmm. We listen to a lot of music at home. On occasion, I think it's kind of fun to pop in a video. Like, we, we've bought, you know, on occasion, we've purchased DVDs of concerts that we would never have gone to but of right. musicians we like so like yeah. you know she's got uh, she Sharon was a big country music fan so she's got some concert videos of uh, Reba McIntyre mm -hmm. she's got the Reba McIntyre music video collection uh, we've got I think Billy Joel either live at Long Island or at Shea Stadium or something yeah. like that and um, Garth Brooks I think we've got like Garth Brooks a concert yeah. in New York and you know it's just fun to go through and watch some of those sometimes because it's like you're not going to spend the money to necessarily, we're not going to spend the money to go see Garth Brooks in concert. Mm -hmm. Or we've seen Billy Joel in concert once. It was awesome. I, I can't imagine ever topping that, so I'm not going to spend the money to ever go see him again. But, you know, I'll buy a $16 DVD to, yeah. you know, watch it at home yeah. and yeah. You know, do that. But, yeah, I don't. I kind of, I miss music videos a little bit. Yeah. I, but everything is video now. So, like, <laughs> it's all Snapchat and YouTube and, yeah. and, and my face and Spacebook and FaceTube and FaceTube, yeah, your favorite. So yeah, I, you know, and I, I don't know. Maybe if you don't need music videos anymore. Yeah, I, I just the culture has yeah. changed. It was an interesting... life is a music video. Yeah, I mean, people are making their own stuff on YouTube and Snapchat and yeah. all those other places. I mean, the heck, so. they're making their own trailers. They're right. making their own fan films. That was right. what we discussed. I mean, right. it's really and yeah. So go make something, people. Yeah, go make go something. Make, it's easier than ever. So if that's a lesson from this movie, yeah. is you don't have to work hard, especially yeah. today in 2018. You don't need to worry about the film equipment. You get If you got a camera, if you got a phone in your pocket, you could probably go do what these guys in the movie did, right. and you could live out your dream, and you could be rich and famous, and you can go to jail, too. Well, YouTube stars, is that a thing now? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm teaching a summer school class on how to be a YouTube star. <laughs> you should take your class. <laughs> I should take your class. I, and I have I have no experience in being a YouTuber, but, but I know a I, well, I know a lot of kids are interested yeah. in that kind of stuff. So I'm like, my summer school class is like, well, what kind of stuff? Let's take a look at this. Like, what would you need to know and what would you need to be able to do in order to make videos for yourself on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. So The band at the end of the movie was great. That was oh, worth yeah, the price yeah. of admission. That yeah. performance when they were all playing, I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. I would I would sit through this whole movie again just to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I would fast forward to just that. Right. But if right. I had to watch the whole movie again, right. I would watch the whole movie again watch just to watch, listen to the man play. I yeah. mean, that was cool. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, final consensus on tape heads is it's okay. Yeah. You know, nothing special. Maybe skip to the end and watch the yeah. watch the final scene with the I music mean, and the. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go watch a movie like this, go watch uh, Wayne's World or Blues Brothers. Yeah. It's probably gonna be better. Yeah. But if you really, really love John Cusack or Tim Robbins, then go watch this one. Yeah. So. I agree with all those statements. Uh, if you want to watch Courtney Love spank a corrupt senator, you can watch this one. That was Courtney Love. That was Courtney Love, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was all really weird. <laughs> that was weird. And yeah. then that was that, that, was, that was weird. And then the metal band, because yeah. then stuff blew up or something. And yeah. They, yeah, just... It was weird. It was just, and like yeah. I said, I did Kentucky Fried Movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll watch that. I mean, I get weird. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, our month of weird is over. We survived. We survived. It is May. We're, it's May. So now we're going into, uh, now we're going to go into our May month of Cops and Aliens. All right. So, uh, so coming up in May, and I have no clue what order we're going to record these in. It may change up a little bit because so far I'm the only one who has seen Infinity War. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I know you want to go see it. So. I got to find a late night show yeah. or something. So, uh, so this is the potential lineup for our May podcast. I know at the very least our 80s ones. We're definitely going to get those in there. Um, but the rest of our May, uh, May is kind of a mixture of old and new. Mm -hmm. So we got kind of half 80s and half today. Because um, we're we're getting into summertime now, so we're getting into the mm -hmm. summer summer blockbuster movies. Um, so possibly our next episode uh, coming out next week will be on Avengers: Infinity War. It was very very good. Go see it if you have not seen it yet. Um, uh, the next one after that will be Red Heat and Colors. Next one after that is possibly going to be Maniac Cop and Alien Nation. Mm -hmm. um, Maniac Cop probably considered a B movie. Mm -hmm. It's got Bruce Campbell in it. Mm -hmm. I forget anything Bruce Campbell's in. It's probably a B movie, except the Spider-Man movies. Uh, later in May, we got Deadpool 2. I'm excited about what that What was one. he in Spider-Man? He was the, uh, in one of the Spider-Man movies, he was a waiter. And in another one, he was the Mater D outside, or he was That's the host outside the theater that wouldn't let Peter in the doors. The original Spider-Man? Like, back? Um, yeah, the Tobey Tobey Maguire ones, yeah. 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 Um, ba -ba 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 -bum. and he was the was he the ring announcer in the very first Spider Man? Okay. Like, What's your name, kid? And it's like Spider. I forget what it was. The, that's right. The, the human killer, spider. human spider. It's like that's a stupid name. Spider Man. <laughs> spider Man. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's not my name. Um, and then finally finishing off the month, so we've had Infinity War, Red Heat Colors, Maniac Cop, uh, Alien Nation, Deadpool Two, and then finishing off the month with Solo, a Star Wars story. It's a big month. It is a big. Month. Got a lot of stuff to do. Definitely gonna aim. See, and for me, it's like I gotta aim. So I gotta get Infinity Wars. I yeah. gotta get Solo. Yeah. Deadpool two and Ready Player One. If mm -hmm. I end up seeing that later yeah. video, then I can gotta make those sacrifices right. Right. to to get yeah these done. I I love Deadpool, so I I, I, yeah. I gotta go see Deadpool too. Yeah. I gotta see that I in the theater. Right. Um. Ba -ba -bum. Okay. Well, you can find us at 30podcast.gmail.com. You can email us to get in touch with us. Uh, website is 30podcast.com. That's got all the different ways to reach out to us, either Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those different places. Uh, we are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, and you can listen to us directly on 30podcast.com. Uh, this Friday, happy May 4th. May the 4th be with you That's to all right. of you celebrating Star Wars Day. Uh, and then Revenge of the Fifth on mm -hmm. May 5th, which also happens to be Cinco de Mayo, which also happens to be Free Comic Book Day. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get your kids some free comic books, go find the local comic book store. They'll have all kinds of good free stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you have not seen Infinity War, go see it. 
And if you want to go see it with Pat, then let us know and he'll go see it with you. I'll go see it with you guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this time. Um, thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Fun discussion. Fun discussion. Uh, so we will see you all next time back here for either Avengers Infinity War or Red Heat and Colors, depending on what happens. But we'll see you back here either way. So be excellent to each other. Go watch Go watch some good music videos. Go check, out, uh, go check out Vivo or go on YouTube and find some old, uh, old MTV videos. Or some VH1 behind the music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. We will see you all back here next time.